If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode 41 of the Real Life Runners podcast. We are your hosts, Angie and Kevin Brown, and today we are here to talk about the fun side of running. So lately in the last few podcasts, we've been talking about the daily grind of running and how it's important for us to have the fundamentals in place and how it's important to just get the miles in. But there's also another aspect of running that I think it's really, really important for us to focus on, and that is fun. Yeah, people get so bogged down in making sure that they've got all of the details worked out and that they're progressing to a goal and their long run is long enough and the ratios are worked out correct. This happens in so many aspects of life and sometimes you just have to take a step back and make sure that you're actually enjoying what you're doing, which is helpful. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, we've talked a lot already on this podcast about finding your why for running as like a source of motivation and determining your, you know, pace levels, like you said, and your daily, weekly mileage and your training cycles and your micro cycles and your macro cycles and all of those details that help to make you into a better runner. And all of those things are definitely important, but fun is one of the things that is super important because if you lose the fun out of running, then why are you actually doing it in the first place? Yeah. I mean, It's not that every day is going to be all just giant sunshines and rainbows. Like there's still going to be some tough days. And sometimes you need that why that helps push through the hard part. But when you fall back on it, there should still be this overwhelming sense of I do this because I enjoy it. Right. And that's definitely something that I did not have at the beginning. I think a lot of people don't have this at the beginning. They they do running because they think that running is going to be a road towards being healthier. Or being skinnier. Or being skinnier. You know, I mean, that was it for me. You know, I hated running because running was like, like we covered before, it was the punishment in my sports that I played in high school. (laughs) And and I had the shirt that said it. My sport is your sports punishment. Right. I think you've mentioned that one before. But, you know, running was not something that was fun for me. So when I tried to cultivate a running habit in college and I went out and I still had poor memories of my running experiences in high school... It just didn't stick because it it didn't feel good to me. It wasn't I didn't find any joy in the running. Well, that's why when you really started coming around to to running and and being a lot more committed to it and going out on a much more consistent basis, I made sure that your training was not just go out and run three miles and now go out and run three miles and now go out and run four miles. Like there was a lot of variety to it. There was a lot of like mix it up, change the paces and do all sorts of stuff so that there was fun to it. Yeah, you you definitely made it more fun and that's really what got me hooked to it. So we are obviously in the summer months right now. It's June and it depends on where you live as far as, you know, what kind of racing schedule you're on. I mean, down here in Florida, most of our races are in the cooler months. So like October to 
would you say like April, really? April, yeah. May. Yeah. That's kind of the racing season down here. But I know a lot of other areas in the country, the racing season is just getting started, like in, from more like May to October. It's oh, yeah. There's the, definitely people that the racing ramps up over the course of the summer. Right. Because that, that's beautiful. That's where it's not raining and snowing through the winter. Mm-hmm. So down here, though, it's, you know, the summer training is kind of like we were talking about. It's more of that daily grind. It's that, you know, we have to get the miles, even though it's hot and humid as you know what yes and a sauna a sauna <laughs> <laughs> because this is a gpg rated show um it is so hot and humid and sometimes those miles can just not feel good and you just don't want to go out in the heat and humidity and you just got to go out and do it and so sometimes it's hard to remember why you like running in the first place because it doesn't always feel good yeah i mean when when we were in college winter training was that like winter training was oh look at that it's still snowing and i gotta go out and get in another 10 to 12 miles yeah today. in northern indiana that yeah is i mean that got. was that was some cold snow and it once it started it wasn't stopping for months and months and so there is the rough grind of getting through the gray winter months depending on where you live there's the the grind of getting through the ridiculous heat if you live in the hot environment. I traded back and forth between living in California where it was like 100 degrees over the summer and then training in in college in in northern Indiana where it was zero degrees in the winter. I got them all. Yeah, those winters (laughs) were so brutal though. I remember not even wanting to leave my dorm because it was so cold and I'd have a workout I was like, oh, I got to go to the gym. And I wouldn't even want to just walk to the gym because it was just so cold. So I can't imagine how you were out there for an hour or more on your training runs. That just seems crazy to me. Yeah, I know. It's We've got a couple guys on the our high school cross-country team that like to talk about, you know, pushing through the grind. And I'm like, guys, you, you're doing like five miles a day, yeah. like pushing through the grind. I lived in northern Indiana and was doing a minimum of 12 every day. That was the grind. Yeah, in like 20 degree weather. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My non-desire to walk to the gym (laughs) is why I did a lot of Tybo my freshman year of college. Oh, Tybo. There you go. (laughs) So anyway, so knowing your why and keeping an eye on your goals, I think those things definitely help. Right. Like it helps to get you through those those summer months or those winter months when you don't feel like training in crazy weather conditions. It does. But beyond just looking at your goals, beyond like really, truly knowing your why, your like deep level why or hopefully multiple whys, one of them should be fun. I do this because it's enjoyable. Maybe not every run, but most of the times you head out the door, there should be some aspect of fun to it. Right. And that fun can look different depending on the day. I mean, it doesn't always have to be... Definitely. Day-to-day, person-to-person. Right. That the fun and the joy of running can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. And we're going to talk about those now. I mean, we're not talking about going out and skipping your way through the run. I mean, it's not, you know, with a big smile on your face. That doesn't usually happen. I mean... Although drills at the end where you have to do some skips are sometimes kind of fun. Yeah. One of our... Especially if you get a five-year-old with you. (laughs) Or if you get other people from uh, driving by in cars to look at you funny. That's always fun. Too. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. So one of the ways that running can definitely be a joyful and happy experience is number one, because it's a stress reliever. I mean, if you're having a bad day and you're stressed out, you're tense, I think most of us have probably experienced that 
relief when you go out for a run and you come back and you're just more peaceful than you used to be. Like that stress and that burden has basically been relieved off of your back. This is why I, I really enjoy the uh, the time where I, I don't have music or the headphones in. The other day, I mean, this, I think it was me about a week ago. For some reason, I just woke up and I was not feeling great. My legs were still tired from the day before. And I was just like, I just, I got to go get this in. And it was one of those things where like it really, I was feeling the grind on that one. It was yeah. just like, all right, well, I got to go get my mileage in. And by the end of the run, I was in such a completely different place. Yeah. Like it was, it was insane what happened over the course of the run. I, I wasn't actively trying to do it. I wasn't trying to be like, no, enjoy the world around you and smile. I just went out and ran. Didn't think about much. I just kind of went out and ran. And by the time I got back, I was smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic how running can do that. And I think that that is the case for a lot of different people. That's one of the common threads I think that a lot of people get from running is just stress relief and whether that is the run at the end of a long day or like you said waking up in the morning sometimes and you wake up and you're tired and your body's not feeling it and then you go out for a run and you realize that it's going to be okay. It's going to be a good day today, regardless of what happens. Yeah. A run at the beginning of the day, it, to me, is one of the better ways to start. It puts me in a great frame of mind to start going. And and why is sort of our second point, which it, it, one of the reasons I enjoy it is because the joy to me is quiet time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. With, you've talked to me about that before, about how you find running to be a very like meditative and prayerful experience which you disagree with I don't disagree with <laughs> it no definitely not I think that it can definitely be that way and I've I have had some experiences with it mostly I don't think as many as you have because I t- typically run with other people or with headphones so I haven't given myself as much space to explore that aspect of running as you have Um, and it's definitely something that I believe I should do at some point because I do see how that can be but I know that that is for for sure the case for a lot of people so tell us more about your experience with that well this is I mean we had a, a podcast on this about like go unplugged and just go run because sometimes when you've got the the podcast near the music or the people around you, you kind of miss out on just the simplicity of running. Like there's something about a sport where all you really need is a pair of shorts and shoes and you can head out out the door. And don't forget your Garmin. Well, uh, yes. and and Because if it's not on that, it didn't happen, right? (laughs) And and your Garmin, six layers of sunscreen and a hat and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, could, and your is, reflectors and and your yes your your reflective vest <laughs> and your blinky light if it's dark in the morning but other than that it's a very minimal sport <laughs> so good but there's still there's the quiet time to it there's being able to not have um you know when when you've got kids running around the house being able to just step outside the door and as soon as the door closes it's like okay this is the time where i just get to be by myself, whatever that is. And I don't put a lot of like deep thought and like run through like a guided meditation as I run, but I just enjoy the calm. And I almost have that as just like a mantra as I go and just kind of repeating that statement, just enjoy the calm as I run. It's a very nice thing. Yeah. I like that, you know, having a mantra in mind like that, that is just a very simple 
sentence, you know, just a few words, just to kind of have running through your head, just to remind you of something, you know? It's really nice on an easy run. Um, Sometimes it gets your easy pace going, like, really easy, which is rarely a bad thing. Sometimes you get into this just, like, peaceful run, and you don't realize how fast you're going. So... Um, I've, I've had that experience happen also where I was just out and enjoying my run and suddenly I looked down at my watch. I'm like, Oh, I'm moving much faster than that. I thought I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. going, but as long as it's, it's a calming run to you, as long as it feels relaxing, that pretty much counts as a recovery run. Totally. And I have had moments of this on my longer runs. Like if I'm with my group and they'll, there will be like a lull in the conversation, I'll do similar things where I just try to focus more on the sounds around me, focus more on the things that I'm seeing just to be present. And I think that's something that running can teach us regardless if you use it as like a meditative thing or if you like to run in a pod with the podcast or anything like that. It's it's just taking that time to be present. Which is why I think that this time even works on hard days. Being able to focus on what's happening right now and nothing else. Yeah. Kind of block everything else and just focus on what you've got. Mm -hmm. I mean, there have definitely been hard intervals that I've hit where I'm like, okay, I cannot be thinking about anything else. Right. I've got 400 meters on the track and I've got this amount of time to do it in. I need nothing but focus on that. And that's how I get through it. Yeah. I definitely actually did that this morning because I had eight half mile repeats for my workout this morning. And that workout was intimidating for me going into it. I was a bit scared going in. And so I just basically told myself, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do, I'm going to do this one at a time. And I just focused on each interval at a time. I knew I had a walking break in between and then I was just going to hit another one. But my friend that I was running with, she was like, oh, we have six more or whatnot. And I'm like, no, we don't. We have the next one. Yes, we have the next one. We have the next one. That's all we have to think about right now. It's just we just have to get through the next one. That was a big thing during track season. The kids would get a workout and they would debate back and forth on them because they were, they're very smart kids on this team. And so some of them really liked the ability to count down percentage wise. Yeah. We're a quarter through. We only have 75% left. We're 50% done. Some of them like that. And some were just like, stop it. Just stop. I need to focus that I have an 800 to go, or I have 1200 is my next interval. They didn't want to look at the big picture. They wanted right then. Right. They just wanted the next thing. Well, and it's funny because I actually used both strategies this morning. <laughs> Whatever gets you through a right. hard workout. Right. When I was on interval number five, I was like, well, I am more than 50%, so I'm five-eighths of the way through. <laughs> so what – and then this is in my head. I did not verbalize this out loud because I didn't want to waste my oxygen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was trying to calculate the percentage in my head of what five-eighths is because – it's been, I know you probably know it right off the 62 top. and a half. There it is. I'm like, you, you got this one as a math teacher, that's, right? That's cheating because I was using <laughs> the same strategy two days ago during my tempo run. <laughs> but 
Um, they've actually done studies that trying to focus and, and do math like that makes it harder for you to keep pace. That if you're pushing yourself that hard, that it's tougher for you to do mental strategies. That solving little like tiny puzzles or trying to do like computations in your head, you struggle with trying to get them when you are physically exerting yourself. And the opposite is true. If you have to focus on solving a puzzle, it's hard to run as fast. Right, but they actually have also shown research studies that they have also shown research studies have also shown that the opposite is true that concentration increases with physical activity, but it depends on the intensity. I yes, think it's it's, the it's all about point. the intensity. Right. So if you're walking on a treadmill, that actually improves your focus and ability to, to problem solve, whereas running at a you know eighty to ninety percent intensity is probably going to get give you the opposite effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, real hard to start doing math puzzles as you're trying to like crank out quarter miles on a track. No one wants that. No, absolutely not. So the third thing we want to point out as a way to run for running to be more fun and to find the joy within running is that group bonding. And I'm going to talk a lot about this because I've been more involved in group running lately and I absolutely love it. I mean this was the joy when I first started running but this has been your late latest joy. This is what makes running so enjoyable for you right now. Oh yeah I, I just absolutely love connecting with people when I'm out on a run. I just feel like the connections that you form on a run are so much stronger in a way than just regular connections in real life outside of running. I feel like when you are side by side with someone and you're logging those miles, you just understand each other and you don't have the same life. You don't always understand exactly what they're going through, but you can understand that everyone has some sort of struggle in their life and that running is something that helps them to deal with whatever they have to deal with in life they they're getting the same benefits from running that you are you know that that mental clarity that stress reliever and someone might be going through something different than you but you still are there you're still logging the miles with each other and especially on those long runs some of the things that people share after you know we always joke around that there's no holds barred after mile six, you know, after mile six, everything <laughs> comes out and it's, it's true. You know, some of the things that you share with people, I, I know things that I've shared with some of my running friends, I've literally never shared with anyone before, or I've only shared it with my very best friends and my family. And yet here are these people that I've only known for a couple of months and I'm sharing this story or this struggle with them. And I know that I'm not going to be judged by it. And I know that they are simply there to support me and to be my friend. Yeah, no, there's, there's no judgment once you're an hour in the, the connections that you form are so deep, but it's not, it's not that you can't form these deep connections outside of the run. Oh, of course not. It's that you form such a deep connection so quickly. Right. It just seems to ramp up how rapidly you connect with somebody on that deep level. Isn't that weird? Like normally. Why does that happen? It's like, I wouldn't have shared that with you for like years until, and suddenly it's like, well, we went on three long runs. And by the third one, I was like, boom, life story. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is me. (laughs) And, but It's because when you're out there and you can see somebody like running 
especially on a long run or a hard workout, it just tends to expose a lot of like rawness of a person. Yeah. Like the the emotions just come down. It's like, look, I'm out here. I'm dripping sweat. My hair looks like this. I just rolled out of bed. Like whatever it is, like this is me. I'm not putting on any sort of mask. And so when people stop trying to put on like an actual like physical front, front of like, you know, hair up and looking good and everything, suddenly it all just comes down. Like, well, that's down. I might as well just put all my walls down. This is this is me. Although in women's running groups, I bet if you are a, a woman runner, you probably know the person in your running group that always shows up with like lipstick or makeup on because there's always one. I went to an all guys school. So well, you're I got not a nothing. woman. <laughs> I got nothing on you. <laughs> but usually there is that one person that has, you know, makeup on or, or whatnot, even if it's five o'clock in the morning. There's actually a professional runner out there. I'm pretty sure it's Shannon Roberry yeah. who is known for for the lipstick, and right. not just like a subtle lipstick, like the bright red lipstick. Bright red. And she, people have asked her why. Why do you race with that? And she says that she finds it empowering. Right. That not having it on, she just doesn't feel like she's bringing her a game. And that's awesome. You yeah. know, if lipstick can give her that sense of power, then psh, girl, slather it on. <laughs> you know, that's that's a thing, and that's. You don't judge, you know, that's the thing that you got to remember is like everybody has a reason for what they do. And that's one of the things I think is so great is that most runners don't judge other runners, I would say. Yeah. I mean, there, there there's is plenty of runners that judge non-runners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, of course, judgment, you know, but overall, you there's just like a, an unspoken understanding yeah. between runners. That bond grows even stronger when people are working towards a unified goal. There's something about a team where everybody is connected and all aiming towards the same thing. Yeah. Whether that team is a group of people that actually get together or like a virtual team that's been created on mm-hmm. online, yeah. whatever it is, it's amazing how much further you can get when you feel this network of support around you. Right. And we've even seen that in our running group online or our Facebook groups that are all, we have, you know, people that are going through the same plan together and they can kind of talk back and forth about how the run went that day. And everybody kind of knows what that person did that day because they're doing the same thing. It's yeah, pretty they, awesome. They, they know what the same struggles are. Like, oh yeah, I was really hurting by the end of it or mm-hmm. it was tough for me to find that pace. Commiserating with some, some harder stuff or celebrating the joys of each other, it, it really just it helps everybody succeed. Yeah, and before we move on to the next point, I, I wanted to kind of go back and just connect the last two points that we made because we talked about how running can be that quiet and meditative time. And we also talked about the group bonding aspect. And I think that those two things are very related and linked. Because when you're out there, like you were saying, Kev, like when you're out there on your run and you're just slogging the miles and your emotion and your stress of the week and whatever you have on your mind tends to just kind of work its way out. So if that's kind of working its way out of you and there's someone next to you running with you, then you tend to just start talking about things. And so it's like that meditative time where you can just let your emotions kind of flow out also helps to promote that group bonding if you happen to be with somebody on your run. It definitely, it definitely promotes the group bonding. And then it's, it's, one of the reasons why it's great that the two of us both run, like we don't go out and run with each other, but you can have a supportive running partner 
even if they're not running side by side and step with you. Like yeah. I've come back from runs and and had stuff that I needed to share. Yeah. Like th- this this came out while I was running. We need to talk. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't it, happen often. But. Well, no, I'm <laughs> remarkably introverted. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's things that need to get shared. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's go to the fourth point. All here. Right, point four. Sometimes you find the joy by ignoring the goals that you have set. And what? I know we've gone so much over find your why and name your goal and your short term goals and your long term goals and a secondary goal. Sometimes it's okay to ignore them. Every day does not need to have perfect pacing and your heart rate needs to be exactly in this zone. Some days, just go run. Yeah, because running is fantastic. And I think that a lot of times people that are quote-unquote runners do tend to get bogged down with the numbers. They get to bogged down with the mileage and the pacing and the goals and they forget to just go out and have fun and enjoy it. It's one of the big things that helps helps running be fun is periodically to step back from the goals. You know, when I got into running, I got into running from from my parents. They both ran. My dad, I remember the pair of shoes. He swears he did not buy me a pair of all white running shoes, but he did. Um, so <laughs> I remember them. I remember the two trail runs that he took me to to show me like a couple of loops by our house. Way to go, dad. And that's how I got into it. My mom, she didn't like going to the, like she would do a couple of 5Ks every once in a while, but she had her loops that she ran. She had like a 2.4 mile loop and one that was roughly four miles. And she would just go out and run those loops however she felt that day. It's like the opposite of how we say to train, but it made her happy to go out and run up. I did 2.4. And then the next day I did 2.4 and about the same time. And it made her happy. Which is great. But can we please go back to the fact that your dad bought you all white running shoes and then took you to the trails immediately i mean like he bought you all white running shoes and then we're like let's go get them dirty pretty much that was the plan like (laughs) we've got these shoes he wanted to see he didn't want to buy the like the fanciest shoes because it was like well i don't know if he's going to be any good at it i don't know if he's going to like it and so we went to the store we went to like one of the like discounts you know uh sports sporting goods stores no, do you remember I, Mervin's? I think it was Big Five. Do you remember Mervin's? Yes, though? I remember Mervin's. Do those still exist? I do not think so. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it was Big Five. And then um, we got the shoes and, and he said, okay, here's, here's where the trail starts. You just keep going until you find the sign that says this. And it was, it was an out and back run. So he didn't even go with you? He could not keep up. Oh, wow. I love it. But he made you, I mean... He made me a runner. He made you a runner. Yeah. I love it. That, way to go, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yes, yeah, sometimes ignoring the goals is a great way to find running joy. Yeah. My friend actually just did that. I hope she doesn't mind me telling this story. Oh, goodness. Um, she knows who she is. So... If it came out after six miles, you probably shouldn't be sharing no, it. No, it came out before <laughs> the start of the long run. So, her coach gave her a run for her Saturday and she put it out there. I'm supposed to be doing this amount at this pace. Does anybody want to join me? And nobody wanted to join her because it was faster than all of us wanted to do. And so she was upset about it. And then she basically showed up on Saturday morning and she said, Oh, well, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do my plan because Saturday's long runs are with my girls and I am out here to enjoy my run with my girls. So I am not going to follow my plan today. And she had this huge smile on her face. Like it was such a relief and she just 
I was so happy for her because I was just so happy that she realized that she, that, you know, that aspect of running is that joy and that bonding with her girls. And she didn't allow her training plan to take that away from her. Because that part of running is super important to her. Right. Like being able to have that connection is what brings the joy to her. Right. Ignoring goals on a consistent basis for me is stressful. Yeah. Like it, it just is. But some people need to ignore the goals. And if well, th- even if they not, like them, they come up periodically. But that's not what we're saying either. You no, know? exactly. We're, we're saying every now and then it's okay. You yes. know, you, yes, you, we advocate following a training plan if you have a specific goal in mind because your training plan can get you to that point. But there are also times that you need to realize that training plans should not run your life. And that's one of the things that we really try to focus on with our athletes and let them remember. I loved what you said to one of our clients um, last weekend. She was talking about rearranging two of her days because she was going to Disney World with her family. And she said, I'm going to do my long run on Friday and I'm going to do an easy run on Saturday. And you responded to her. That's a great plan but more importantly, enjoy your time with your kids. Like if you can get in those four miles, great. And if not, just enjoy your time with your kids. And I think that was so important for you to say and to give her that um, flexibility. You know, as her coach, you're yes. not going to be judging her and you're not going to be angry with her for missing a couple of miles on her training plan. Yeah, she needed to know that it was okay if she had back-to-back days that were off on the weekend, especially since she was already walking mile upon mile around Disney. So exactly. That was plenty. Right, but it's not going to throw off her training if she misses up it's, one day. It's just not. And right. It, the stress of trying to get it in was probably going to be way more painful than, than the benefits of getting in an extra easy run. Right, so some days you're allowed to just be a mom and some days you're allowed to just go out and enjoy your long runs with your friends and you don't have to have that specific pace or specific time like it's all good okay point five sometimes the opposite is true (laughs) why do you like to do this to us because they do (laughs) sometimes bring finding the joy means focusing more on the goals if the competition is what brings you the most happiness then focus on bettering yourself yeah that's a very good point and that's kind of where you stand like that's what you were just saying about how training plans give you freedom because you enjoy following that training plan because then you know that you are working towards that specific goal yeah it's funny how adding structure to my training actually makes me feel more free right and I remember you saying that to another one of our athletes you were saying do you want a specific training plan? Like this is your down month. Do you want to just kind of go out and do what you want to do? And and I can give you some general mileage guidelines. Or if that would be too stressful for you, I can make an actual structured plan for you. Right. And some people are just like, nah, I'll go run when I want and I'll take an off day. And some people are like, no, no, no. Then I'm just going to go into chaos and I have no idea what's going on. Right. I need a plan. Right. I am better off with a plan. Um, but the, the trick on focusing on the goals and still finding your joy is accepting that every day is not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can have this, this push 
even without perfection. That's the trick to finding the happiness is mm. you're pushing towards a goal, but that's, that's why I like having a long distance goal that you're shooting for mm-hmm. because it says, okay, I'm generally moving in that direction. Even if things go up and things go down, I'm generally still moving forward. Yeah. And I think that's important to point out because a lot of runners are that type A OCD type of personality, I think. Yes, so much. Right. And so if you are following a training plan and you're not hitting your goal paces or your distances or whatnot, or say you get sick and heaven forbid a sickness shows up and you need two off days. Right. You know, I mean, that can stress a lot of people out and there goes the happiness. Like they are much happier following that training plan, checking off that box, hitting that goal and doing it exactly the way it was planned out. That is what brings them happiness. That's why there's so many different ways to find the joy. If you're somebody who's so type A that you have to be able to essentially check off the boxes on a training plan, Mm -hmm. having a running group to support you is the way to get through rough patches. Right. That's how to still find joy, even when another aspect that generally brings you joy is not going well. Mm -hmm. You need to find it another way. Yeah. And to also remember your motivation and your why and all that other good stuff that we've already talked about. Yeah. I mean, it's all in there. All of it kind of comes together and gives you a lot of different ways to, at the end of the day, put a smile on your face because that's that's what you're going for. If it's not bringing you a lot of happiness, why are you doing it? Yeah. And I talk to my patients about this as well. People that say to me, oh, I wish I liked running, but I just don't like it. And I'm like, then you shouldn't do it. don't do it. Right. Like, (laughs) oh, I hate going to the gym. Then don't go to the gym. You know, what do you actually like doing? Do you like swimming? Do you like dancing? Do you like walking? What do you like to do? I mean, you need to find something that's going to bring joy to your life, not that's going to be just something that you despise doing every day. I mean, exercise and health. I mean, it's the same thing goes with, with healthy eating, right? I mean, we can get so bogged down with healthy eating. And that's definitely a struggle that I've had lately is knowing what to eat and how much to eat. And, you know, I've been playing with different ways of of my eating just to experiment on myself. And it's gotten to the point where it's become too stressful, where I, I mean, I love food and I love the experience of food. I love sharing meals with friends and family. That's something that's always brought me joy. And in the last few months, it's just been something that's stressful because I think about, you know, sometimes if I'm going out with someone to eat, like a group to eat, I'm like, oh gosh, is there going to be a healthy option for me? And that that's that's at the point where it's becoming a disordered eating pa- pattern. Yeah, I know Mother's Day was rough because we knew we were going to this restaurant. It's like, ooh, are they even going to have vegetables as an option for a side? Right. And I was like, well, it's going to be going to be okay. Who cares? It's one <laughs> meal, you know. And you're surrounded by your family. Your kids are here. Right. They look. It's a handmade card for mom that says, "Mom, you're awesome." Sometimes let's focus on that and just. It's going to be okay if everything doesn't go perfect according to a plan. Yeah, and sometimes that's very hard to remember when you get bogged down with the details and that's something that I'm definitely working on now with my eating and and all that stuff that it's it's not it's not been easy so um but I think it's it's one of those things that also applies to real life and parenting as well same thing with raising our kids right I mean completely finding the joy in raising our kids not just being bogged down with bedtimes and 
making sure they ha- are also eating healthy and, and becoming a good person right. and they're sharing their toys correctly and there's so many like rules that you need to do to make sure that they're becoming a good like functioning member of society who's eating correctly and sleeping correctly and it's summer just take a step back and it's going to be okay if your kid has a bowl of ice cream and goes to bed 45 minutes late mm-hmm. and that statement is entirely said to myself as i look in the picture <laughs> frame in front of us and kind of see my reflection it's going to be okay if they have a bowl of ice cream and go to bed a little late tonight <laughs> like it's, it's going to be okay right. smile right smile and find the joy and I think that is a perfect place for us to to wrap this up is just do what you can, do the best that you can, but don't forget to take a step back sometimes and just enjoy the ride. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for joining us today and thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. It means so, so much to us. So for any of the resources that we may have mentioned today, Go check out our show notes at realliferunnerspodcast.com slash episode 41. You'll have links in there to all sorts of fun stuff where you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And it also includes a link where you can request to be added to our Real Life Runners tribe, which is our private Facebook group. And it is filled with wonderful real life runners just like you. And like we were talking about before, part of finding the fun in running is finding that group that you can connect with. And so if you don't really like running with other people, you can still join a group that's going to be there to support you and understand where you are along your running journey. So you can find that in our Real Life Runners tribe, and we would love to have you be a part of that. So you can find a link to that in our show notes at realliferunnerspodcast.com. We hope that you guys have an awesome week, and we will talk to you next week.